Amen. Let's open our Bibles, please, to James chapter 1. And we're going to read uh, verses 1 through 5. We'll read these responsively. And uh, we'll bring a message tonight. It's really, uh, this truth has really helped me. It's really helped me recently in my life. And I hope it can help you. James chapter 1 and uh, verse 1. And shall we stand, please, for the reading of God's Word. James chapter 1 and verse 1. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally, and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. And if you look back at verse 4, it says, But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. And that's the title of the message, Wanting Nothing. This is the goal. Uh, I want to explain what this means, and it's very simple, but yet uh, very profound. Let's pray. Father, we pray that you bless the message. Pray that you'd lead and guide us as to what to say and how to say it, that you'd give us power to preach and hear the word. That you'd bless your people and help us as we go through uh, the trials of life and we stroll upon thy footstool and deal with all the battles, the difficulties, the circumstances, the trials of life, the temptations. Help us to be prepared in our mind to act, not to counteract, but to know what to do. With, to be deliberate and to make wisdom the principal thing. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And you may be seated. Wanting nothing. Uh, the Bible uses this term temptation. Uh, this is a general term. Brother James has been talking about this in a series in a Sunday school class. It's a general term of uh, testing. We'll talk more about that just a little bit later on. So it's not just to sin against God. Uh, but it means it could mean a struggle with life itself. You know, life is a struggle. Some people can't get out of bed. Very difficult. Uh, it could be personality conflicts. Can't you know? Nothing against anybody. Just something a clash. Could be something to do with your health. Maybe you have an injury that won't heal, or maybe you have a sickness or disease or a physical problem that lingers and just will not go away. And it seems like you get the victory. It comes back. These type of things. Or it may be something very serious with your health. Could be something financially uh, with your job, your coworkers, or just income. Uh, we all need money to live in this life. And it could be something just with organization. You know, you can't get your life organized. There's some struggle that seems unnecessary. Why is it so difficult for some things to take place? It should be kind of easy, right? But it seems more difficult. Obstacles hurdles we need to get over. Uh, it could be something of time and space. You know, why are we here? Why is this happening at this place? 
This is a struggle. Could be something with the government or with uh, politics, nationally, locally, internationally. Could be something with the ministry, trying to win souls to Christ, teach doctrine, see your uh, converts grow in grace. Or it could be something with your own dreams versus his will, and you can't decipher between the two. A lot of people confuse that. But the temptation's gonna come. Now, when we get the uh, revelation, if you will, the awareness of consciousness, we will realize we are incomplete in some form or fashion. We're lacking and we are wanting. That's the Bible word. So you have this comparison or contrast between wanting or lacking, not 100%, and then you have completion in Christ, the word seven, and the proving of the completion that he satisfies, fulfills, so he, he fills us, he is the uh, filling and the container, the completion of the filling of the capacity. So when temptations come, and you know, if you're not, if you're not tempted right now, you're not alive. Uh, and I, you know, sometimes the walls are crashing in, sometimes you seem backed into a corner, sometimes you seem like uh, it'll never end, it just keeps coming. We're pressed, as the Bible calls us, um, tempted in many ways. We have several choices to make. Number one, you can be afraid, which there's nothing wrong with that, but just don't live in fear. You can be struck with fear, tormented with fear, or you can run and hide. You know, you, you don't want to deal with it. Just try to become a res recluse. Don't deal with these battles which are before you. You could buckle under the pressure and just say, I can't handle this and become a weakling, have a wounded spirit. You should never do that. You could compensate with some type of coping mechanism. This is what people do. They turn to drugs, the bottle, uh, the blame game, all sorts of uh, coping mechanisms. You could quit. Just say, uh, this is too much, you know, and that's what most people do. I don't want to handle it. I can't handle the temptations of life, so I'm going to quit. You could compromise and just say, well, I will just uh, try to work with this. Maybe I can trim my way somehow to deal with it. But what is the right thing to do? You should count it all joy. Now, this seems very strange, does it not? You're tempted with diverse, temp many kinds, all these situations, and tempted to sin, and you fight the battlefront on three fronts, the world, the flesh, and the devil, and you're fighting your own mind, your own heart's trying to condemn you in some ways. How can you count it all joy? This is very important. You can do this if you understand God's purpose in the temptation that God has a plan and he's allowing these things to happen because you are wanting something. There's some area in your life that's incomplete. You're not 100%. And if you understand that, you can face it with uh, confidence, conviction, boldness, and even joy. It seems really strange, does it not? Joy. 
Why? Because God's going to use this to work a chronological order of a sequence of events in your life to fill the void you will not want any longer. So if you realize God is God, He's sovereign and providential, and if you let God be God, and then if you realize this is happening for a reason, I'm lacking. No, I'm lacking. And so when you realize you're lacking, you're wanting, when you count it all joy, what's going to happen? You will want nothing. So this is the, the just shall live by faith. Will you trust God to let Him be God, to take control of your life, to allow circumstances and events, situations, so that He can bring you to 100%? You won't want. Now, this has nothing to do with ambition or desires or to be covetous in wanting. You know, I've heard people say sometimes in the past, uh, if you count it all joy, you won't want anything. It's not saying that. You'll still want things. You'll still have desires. That isn't the word. The word is a, a uh, lacking of the 100% versus being complete in Him. So it's one thing to experience difficulties. See it as a total tragedy. Feel sorry for yourself. Have a pity party. Get backed into a corner. And then live in fear and doubt. You know, uh, like Brother James and Sarah, they can really relate. Every time you go to the doctor, and many of you, and you're waiting on the results... It's a test. It's a temptation. You know, how can you count that all joy? How can you count that joy? Going to a test, waiting on the results. And now, you know, they don't want to give it to you the same day. They want to torture you for a while so they can get them tomorrow or come back next week. Go sit on that and think about it a week. You know, that, that's the way they treat you these days. It's kind of like the COVID What's it called? The quick response is usually not really accurate. Uh, but anyway. So, the temptation. This word, it means an open, deep sea. To where the waves are rolling because the winds are blowing. And God allowed the jet stream because the winds are in the, his, his chambers and His treasuries. And he chose to allow the jet stream to blow up a storm. And you're out there on a big, open, wide body of water. And some of you know what that's like. And you're getting tossed. And you don't know what's going to happen. And sometimes the waves are billowing and rolling. And it seems like you might capsize. But these difficulties, the trials and uh, the battles become a great test and this is the hardships of life which if you do not understand why it's happening could bring confusion and cause you to fail but if you understand that God loves you Amen. he's sovereign and providential he will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you're able right. he, will, he will not and He always makes a way to escape and that you may be able to, to bear it. Amen. So in all these struggles, 
everything has a point of origin. You have a beginning, you have the journey in the middle, and you have the end. The only thing that can keep you going, and the only thing that, that helps me, is I have to have purpose. Now, I'm a, I'm a purpose, uh, purposeful person. Um, I have to have a reason to do things. You know, I don't understand just doing something for no reason. It doesn't set right with me. I don't, that's why I don't really understand hikers, even though I understand if you're getting your cardio, why am I hiking when I'm not going anywhere? I have trouble with that, you know, just for me personally. Um, but, and I know you're just, exercise is good. But I, for me, I have to have a reason to do things. And so if I'm gonna count it all joy, why am I counting it all joy? Because there's a, a beginning and a journey and an end, and what's the end? Wisdom is the principal thing. Uh, Proverbs 4, 7. So if I lack wisdom to see the situation, God says all I have to do is ask. He giveth to all men liberally and abradeth not. He will give me the wisdom I need so that I can see the end. And what's the end? I will want nothing. Uh, I will be satisfied. I will be complete in his finished work according to his will. And I don't have to doubt. I don't have to live in fear. I don't have to tuck, tail, and run. I don't have to buckle up and quit. I don't have to compromise and try to squirm my way out of it. I just say, all right, here it comes. I was, I was writing them down. I think this week I was under six major ones. I won't tell you what they were. Uh, coming, uh, which I consider major one, spiritual attack, all sorts of trouble, finances, health situation, all sorts of situations. And I just said, all right, here it comes. You know, and I, and I said, I'm going to count this all joy. And I'm going to trust God. Why? Because there's something I need that I will get out of this in the end. But if I don't count it joy... I will never get the wisdom for these things to begin to take place. So if we think of life is, is just really a deep sea. Now, when we went to Israel, Brother Hordesheim, we're seeing it, many of you probably, the Sea of Galilee, it's big enough for the waves to roll. And if you've ever been on a big open, uh, you know, a lot of people think they want to go deep sea fishing till they go deep sea. Uh, and then when, when you're sitting there leaning over the deck, uh, I will say it nicely, regurgitating for hours on yourself. And, uh, you know, they'll say, come on out, we'll go red snapper. And all you got to do is push a button. It reels it up for you. And they're coming up so deep that their eyes are bugged out and they're disemboweled. Or you're cramping over in the corner and don't care who's looking. Uh, you, you, you know, some people, I'll, I think I'll try bay fishing first. And that's my recommendation. Go, go pond fishing off the tank dam. Work your way up to the John boat. Some of us have no idea. Uh, you know, when I was on a cruise boat, they'd say, is it look at the horizon or don't? Which one is it? And this thing's gigantic, and it's doing this. And I'm looking at it. And I'm sitting out on the deck, and I said, what do I look at? You know, and the flying fish are, and the porpoises. And uh, 
I, I do okay, but not. it's not my favorite thing to do. Uh, why do I want to be out there tossed to and fro by something beyond my control? Uh, but that's what life is. Are we really in control? No. We never were really in control. God's in control. Now, we have free will, so what, what do we do? We use free will to get wisdom so we can have as less struggle as necessary. But these things beyond our control, we have to accept it. So a lot of times we blame too much on the devil, though he is fearful, and the, and the Lord only re, re, can rebuke him and protect us from him. But basically this is a test. Now, Remember when, when we were young, uh, we didn't really understand it. There was only three channels. You'd adjust the rabbit ears. You'd have to put some aluminum foil. You have to get up to turn the dial, and sometimes the dial, you'd jerk, and it didn't work. And then at the, uh, end, at the end of the night, it'd say, this is a test. This is only a test of the national broadcasting system. And it'd make, how many of you remember that? Oh, some of us have some. And, uh, and then they'd, and we're, what are they testing? Well, they're testing if, if uh, Russia has a nuke in launch. But anyway, and I'm sure that'll save the day when you get in a crouched position under your school desk. Like, that's, that's going to help. But, uh, or leave the school. Like, that's going to help. But, uh, and then they play the national anthem. Remember that? Every night. Now they're ashamed of our national anthem. And then... They would say, it's 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? How many remember that? I do. That was the good old days. Uh, or what? Well, I don't know if they were good. That was the old days. Um, so this is a, it's a test. This is a test. Now, we have several school teachers here, professors. But when I was in school, you had scheduled tests. They would say, we have a test next Friday. Then they would have pop quizzes. You know, you'd show up to school and they'd say, pop quiz. And you're going, oh, I hope I did my homework. And, and then they would have, like, uh, you know, at, for the semester and things. And these tests had different values, I think, in the percentages of their importance. And then some teachers would grade on the curve. I don't know if they can still do that. But the, uh, the, the whole goal was, what's the goal of a test? To pass so you never have to take it again. That's the goal of the test. So the test is, is something we shouldn't uh, draw back from or shun or dread. The test is to reveal what we know but what we know because of who we are. So our character is revealed by what we know. And so you have discipline to listen. Then you have retention to recollect, to lock it in your memory bank. And repetition is the key to learning. And then what can you recollect when the test comes to show what you really are? And that's what life is. So, if, you know, I encourage children and those students. I, don't, I only want to go to the third grade one time. Amen. Uh, I only want 
to endure a temptation so that I can see what I'm wanting so that patience will have her perfect work so that I will want nothing. I will grow in grace in my character that will be revealed by the wisdom if any of you lack wisdom let him ask of God to give it to all men liberally and abradeth not. Amen. So what's the, what are we lacking? Wisdom. Jesus is the Word. And so the Word made flesh. And if we understand what, where we're lacking. So it's not to show. You know what some people believe? Tests are to make us fail. Now I've, I've dealt with it. It's your attitude. The teacher was mean. And they, this test is to show that I'm a failure. Or this test is to show what I don't know. That's not it. The test is to show what you know. And what you know proves and reveals what you are. So if we learn, we will want nothing. Or if we fail, we will be wanting. That's the Bible word. We, we will be found wanting and held in the balances as it was said to the king. So, life is learning. You know, I try to learn something new every all the time. You know, I didn't realize this. I learned this recently. They've excavated Ur, where Abraham... It's unbelievable what they've discovered, where Abraham came out of uh, Ur and all the things that are going on. That, uh, you know, I try to read and study and learn things um, all the time because the test's coming. The next test is coming. I, I'm in a ship, and so are you, whether you want to admit it or not, on a large open body of water, and God decides when it, the wind blows. Not God decides. Amen. You know, I've been, on, I've been fishing and been blown into banks. Uh, like when we went out to Missouri, we were getting blown into the rocky shoals, as it's called. You could never even kill your big motor, much less use only your trolling motor. You'd be crashed on the rocks. I mean, it was, it was rolling. You have to know how to drive into the waves at a 45 angle, all these types of things. And God will decide when the wind blows, how hard the wind blows, and all we can do is count it all joy. Count it joy. Why? And notice, diverse temptation. Many. So, you know, you think about it. There could be a person here has physical problems, health problems, having some money problems, having some relationship problems, having some problems with property, for instance. You know, you know how it is. Your water heater goes out, your water pump breaks, your dryer messes up, there's a leak in, in the faucet. You know what it's like. Uh, there's a sound coming from your engine in your car. What is that? All at the same time. Now the dog's not acting right, and the dog gets more vet bills or care than you get health care. No, not really. Uh, but. All this stuff starts happening. And you're thinking, what am I going to do? I'll tell you what you're supposed to do. It tells you, if we know this, we count it all joy. So what is it? Knowing that the trying 
of your faith will work patience. And then patience, let it have its perfect work. That word perfect means complete. And then what will happen? You will realize, I needed that. I needed to be tested. I needed to struggle. I needed that. And then you'll realize, God gave me wisdom. I trust in Him. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know the outcome of the, or the uh, results of the test. I'm not God. I can't do anything. All I can do is count it all joy. So, a lot of times, we forget to have a single mind to resolve and then ask for wisdom and then to have the right attitude. So, uh, this is a very short message tonight, but it's very, very important. I want you to think about this in conclusion. You must be prepared for what's going to happen. You cannot wait till it happens and then try to adjust. You have to be prepared now by knowing this and then what will happen? Count it all joy. Now, we don't want anything bad to happen to us or to anybody. But that isn't reality. What is reality? I'm in a boat on a large body of water and I'm waiting on to see how hard the wind's going to blow and how long it'll blow and which direction it's going to blow. That's what life is. So if you see yourself, and you, if right now your life's going pretty smooth, and I hope it is, I hope it is, uh, like my brother says, good for you. And then somebody, good, good, yeah, good, good, good for you. Hey, maybe it is. But if you're having rough time, maybe troubled seas, uh, count it all joy. And this is an ongoing process. We prepare ourselves mentally. And what is the goal? If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who give it to all men liberally, and upbraideth not. The wisdom of God will give you the insight and the ability you need with the prudence and the discretion and the understanding and you will want nothing.